Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got um, Emma. Hello. Bruno Estante, how are you? Gracias. Bien. 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 Excellent. Um, Adam. Yes. What language do I greet you in? Whichever, whichever you choose. Uh, we could just, sometimes we could just do, just maybe just whisper. Do you think? Yeah, when it's sort of sexy way. Well, if you find it like that, that's fine. How was your time at Rancho Relaxo? I lay back and thought of Scott Allen. I'm not sure that's how you're supposed to do it, but <laughs> right. This week we're going to talk about the Champions League, the Premier League, bits and bobs of leagues around Europe, uh, news, uh, and changes in the hierarchy at Football Club Barcelona. So, right, first of all, we're going to start in the Champions League on. Um, Tuesday, Marseille nil, uh, Manchester City three. Ferran Torres, uh, Ilkay Gundogan, and uh, Raheem Sterling scored. Um, a Tovan mistake, Ryan Tovan mistake for the opener, um, which is very, excuse me, very untovan like. Um, I've written down pedestrian win. Um, Tovan hit the post, but Edison had the sort of shot covered. Um, it was very sort of meat and potatoes this game. Adam, what did you make of it? I'm trying to think what I was doing. Was this on Tuesday? Tuesday night. What was I doing? Not watching this game. <laughs> Probably no. the same thing I was doing. Not watching that. Okay. Hard to, hard to remember. Well, let me tell you, it was a very pedestrian game. It, Ferran Torres was is... Ver- Did Ferran- Man City win? Man City won. Um, uh, you're, you're kidding me. I've got a feeling this is one of these games where uh, playing behind closed doors... Uh, sort of doesn't give a advantage to the home team because imagine the uh, velodrome packed to the hill with fans. The atmosphere would have been incredibly different, and I think it would have been. Well, I'm trying to remember why I had this opinion earlier on today. <laughs> is it possible for two people to have the same opinion? It is. I we jest. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a um, it's a cauldron of an atmosphere when you're in there. I mean, when you're watching Neymar take corners when he's got the right place holding shields above his head to protect him from stuff that the fans are throwing, you know you're not in for a comfy time. Um, so I think it could have been different under different circumstances. Alas, it wasn't. Um, Ferran Torres' goal was the 600th uh, Manchester City goal under Pep Guardiola, um, which is 117 more goals than any of the Premier League team have managed in that time. Which is nice, isn't it? It's a lot more, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <coughs> it's a significant like, amount. It's like seventeen percent, I think. 
it's a lot. You're the accounts man. Am I though? Fast maths. Am I? Well, it's, there's a difference between fast maths and good maths. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said fast, not good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, City are top on six points. Porto drew, uh, beat Olympiacos two 0 so they're uh, on three points with Olympiacos as well. And Marseille bottom on nil point. Um, and again, I think seeing things from podcasts, I think uh, Andre Villas-Boas said, um, you know, if Pep Guardiola was manager of Marseille on Marseille's budget, he might be sort of struggling along as well. Um, I still quite like AVB. He's a proper football nerd and I do quite like that. Am I alone in thinking? He quit football to go rally driving. I don't know if he's that much of a nerd, is he? I've got a lot of time for that as well. You got yeah, what, I've got a lot of time for him. Just, just, just you do you, Andre. Yeah. You want to go run? You want to go do Paris Dakar? You go do Paris Dakar. Yeah, I quite isn't like he, him. Is, isn't he already like super rich? Or from family wealth? I believe he. I believe he. I believe he's trust funded. Is he? Yeah. He's becoming more attractive by the minute. <laughs> there you go. He's not too far from you. Just up the coast a bit, isn't he? I mean, I, I will. It's go triple lockdown. Have you not listened? That's fine. It's getting a boat. <laughs> triple lockdown, Chris. Triple lockdown. What's triple then? Uh, there's a national curfew. Yeah. We have a regional curfew. Yeah. And the city of Barcelona, I cannot leave it at the weekends. Is that not just three lots of people making the same rules? No. They're, no, no, they're all different. What I like about the, the the Catalonian lockdown is it's a little bit like how Spales, um how... Wales and Scotland have been behaving in this country, Chris. It's like where <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson comes out and goes, we're going to have free tears. And then <laughs> like four days later, <laughs> Nicholas Sturgeon goes, I've got five tears. <laughs> <laughs> is a, is a Catalan lockdown some sort of hipster lockdown? Uh, yes, we're all hipsters. Every single one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, right. In Group D, uh, Liverpool. I always struggle with this. It's not Midgetland. It's Michelin. Michelin. Midgetland sounds like a great fun part. Midgetland is fine. Yeah, they're not listening. The <laughs> they can't reach the headphones. What was Midgetland in? Um, it was in. An, did, did you? Did, did anyone watch an idiot abroad where Carl Pilkington went to those like one in China or something where he went on the Trans-Siberian Railroad? And at the end, he went to what was literally like a midget theme park, but it was actually more like a midget circus. A guy I used to work with went to Vegas, and you can do dwarf tossing there. So they, you pick them up, and they wear these Velcro suit, and you could throw them at a uh, Velcro wall and get points for it. I mean, we've all watched um, The Wolf of Wall Street. I've not watched <laughs> yep. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm also not convinced for a second that you can't do that in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got any midgets. We sort of shun them all off at the border. Um, that's why they run away. That's why. <laughs> the only thing I know about Michland is that their club badge looks a bit like Charlton Athletic, but a real metal version. Oh, okay. What do you mean, like by a metal version? Is it like a heavy metal version, or like it looks yeah. like it's made out of metal? Like a like a dark Scandi metal version. Hmm. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. It looks aggressive. It does. Yeah, whereas I've forgotten what Charlton's is like a dagger, isn't it? Which is still somehow not as aggressive. Is Charlton dagger the less good for telly song? <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, well, Liverpool beat them two 0 It's the posher. It's the posher. The telly song. Uh, Liverpool beating two 0 goals from Diego Jota and a uh, penalty from Mo Salah right at the very end. Um, Lovely build up for the first goal uh, for Jota to score, but while it was one 0 Michelin had some chances. Um, football manager legend Evander. Uh, had a low shot and I don't know who it was but one of the strikers was through on goal and chipped it over the top of Allison, but sort of stuck it the wrong side of the post with the outside of his foot so it wasn't con- sort of hugely convincing for Liverpool they started with uh, Jota um, Minamino and Origi as their forwards so Firmino Salah and um, Mane were all benched um, and for benched. Be- benched dropped uh, I, I, rest, I, I believe the term rested is what rest. I <laughs> This is why I don't watch the group stages Because not even Jurgen Klopp's taking it seriously By not playing his actual team I think it's a case so of taking Why it, should I watch it? I think it's a case of not taking it seriously I think it's just about using your squad during these Covid times isn't it? When you've got such a packed fixture schedule Yeah that's what it is Or you just thought yeah we're going to beat these no matter who I play Do you think? No, I well, I mean, yeah. he, he was proved right yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a huge criticism of him. No, it's absolutely not. Just... Um, Fabinho is injured, so they've got a uh, a greater defensive headache um, than they did a couple of weeks ago. So maybe they can play Jordan Henderson there. Reese Williams came in um, off the bench. They've got uh, Seth Van der Berg as well. Um, I'm fairly sure I heard that Fabinho is the second best centre half in the world. So this is going to be a difficulty. What after Dejan Lovren? <laughs> Everyone's got their own list. <laughs> uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, 35 assists in all competitions since making his debut in October 2016. Um, he still seems about 18. So, he was, so 2016 doesn't sort of seem that long ago. But he, uh, that, that sounds impressive until you realise that Guardiola scored 600 goals in that time. Guardiola hasn't. Wow, has he though? <laughs> Because could they do it without him? Well, no. Um, I mean, Liverpool have got six points now from these first two games, which they really need because they've got a double header up against um, Atalanta um, in the next two games. Uh, so Atalanta came back from 2-0 down to draw 2-2 with Ajax. Steven Zapata with two goals. Um, so that group now is uh, Liverpool top on six points, uh, Atalanta four, Ajax one, uh, and Michelin no point. Um, but yeah, Liverpool needed that win didn't they um, to sort of maximise their position in the group because I don't know realistically what do you reckon they're going to get out of how many points they're going to get out of this um, these Atalanta fixtures uh, Emma one yeah Adam somewhere between six and four five no yeah five really you think they'll win both games because I think they'll lose at least one of them because Atalanta are a good team and Liverpool have got no defence. That's a good point. Good point. I can back see on the train. One. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can see one as well. Actually, depressingly. Um, and if I, Ajax have a good run against Michelin, um, Liverpool could be back in the mix for the sort of second or third place, couldn't they? Which is ideally what they don't want. Especially when you have to play a um, an, a, a disrespected Michelin in the next game. You think, ah. Oh, you... <laughs> bring, bring Salah now, dear. 
now you bring him onto the pitch. Uh, in Group A as well on Tuesday night, Locomotive 1, Bayern Munich 2, a late Josh Kimmich winner there. Uh, Locomotive Moscow um, held their own for quite some time with Bayern. Um, and also in Group A, Atletico Madrid 3, uh, RB Salzburg 2, uh, Jao Felix having a wonderful game. You hit the crossbar with a fantastic bicycle kick. Has anybody seen this? No, but I heard about it. Oh, gorgeous. It was a cross coming in from the right-hand side. Um he took it beautifully. It's a shame it didn't go in, but he got two goals anyway as they won 3-2. Uh, so, Bayern are on six points, Atletico Madrid on three, Lokomotiv Moscow and uh, RB Salzburg both on one each. Uh, and also on Tuesday, uh, in Group B, uh, Shakhtar drew 0-0 with Inter and Borussia Mönchengladbach were 2-0 up against Real Madrid. Um, however, 87 minutes and 93 minutes uh, goals from Krim Benzema and Casemiro. Um Always time for that Real Madrid comeback, isn't there? Yeah, now you say you, everyone knows the sort of positioning of the teams in the group. So, Shakhtar and Donetsk are on four, uh, Bristol Munch and Gladbach two, then it's Inter on two and Real Madrid on one. So, that one's a bit of a topsy-turvy way around. But that's not the story that's come out. Uh, Give it time. <laughs> that's not the story that's come out of the Real Madrid camp the last couple of days. It's all been about Karim Benzema, Mendy and um, Vinicius Jr., Vinicius. hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, basically... Um, Grim Benzema There's... sort of did that whole sort of whisper behind your ear thing, but behind your hand, but didn't do it very well. Uh, and whispered to um, Benjamin Mendy to tell him not to pass to um, uh, Vinicius Junior because he's going to cost them shots and points and goals. Um, so, how has this been? Played? How does he do that so bad? It reminds me of a. <laughs> It reminds me of a Jimmy Carr joke where he tells about his phrase, and my friend, my friend whispered, and I don't know where he lis- where he learned to lis- whisper. I'm guessing next to a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's this been played out in Spain, Emma? Uh, they apparently they still haven't um, markers still haven't dropped it. <laughs> they they keep running with it, which is weird, considering that's a Madrid based. <laughs> I want to say owned by Florentino Perez because. <laughs> a bit um <laughs> a lot um yeah but yeah they keep talking about it it's, it's yeah any comment from the club not that i know of no can oh. we also point out can we also point out that karen benzema is completely right yeah he, he's not wrong at all but <laughs> he probably shouldn't have done that about his teammate in public hasn't karen benzema got previous in um Sort of trying what, to screw over, literally screwed over, tra- over teammates. Just trying to be covert with screwing over teammates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it's very, it's a, it's a very Real Madrid thing. So, what has the comment been then in Spain? So, you're saying that um, Marco have commented on this. What, what have they said? Uh, well, they are concerned that Zidane has some sort of civil war <laughs> inside the club going on. Is Benzema seen as his man then, is he? Zidane's well, he's man. the only one who's scoring any goals for them. Like, last season. So, he's the man. Okay. Um, but, I mean, on a sort of personal level, are they seen as um, sort of quite close? Uh, I, I don't know if Zidane is really close to anybody, because that's not really how he does things. Okay. Um, but I imagine they have a bond of some kind because they're both French. <coughs> French Algerian, aren't they? Yes. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe there's something in that. Okay. Uh, right on to Wednesday. Um, Krasnodar nil, Chelsea four. Calvin Sonadoy, team in Werner, uh, Hakim Ziyech, and Christian Pulisic. 
Um, all scored after a Miss Jorginho penalty. This was good because the penalty hit the post, rebounded, hit the goalkeeper and bounced away from the goal, fortunately for the goalkeeper. Um, a few conversations going on. Frank's going to talk to the uh, Chelsea players and see whether they want Jorginho to keep taking penalties. That that could only... What? Yeah. That can only build the man's confidence up, can't it? The man who... Doesn't the man have, like, a record... Like, it, it must be a weird time for penalty takers because all of a sudden Jorginho's missed one. Bruno Fernandes missed the first penalty in, like, probably since he's been conceived the other day. Um, um, so... Jorginho missed against Liverpool a few weeks ago. Did he? Yeah. Don't so he's missed that. two penalties. Yeah. How, how many? <laughs> I can imagine him taking a fair few. He seems to remember his run-up quite a lot. So let's just give him the benefit of the sort of six or eight, shall we? It's really, it's really, it's really strong management to go for Frank to go. I'm going to ask the team if they still want him to take the penalties. <laughs> Frank this week also saying that uh, no other team uh, or no other manager in the Big Six gets the same treatment that he he's does. He's right. He's completely right. <laughs> in what way is he right? In, in, the, in the complete opposite way to how he intended. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, it seemed fairly pedestrian. Krasnodar had a few chances, but I think once they got their goal, uh, that was it. But uh, Chelsea got the goal, that was it. Um, three clean sheets in a row now for Chelsea. Track, <laughs> three clean sheets in a row now for Chelsea. That's um, slightly different, but they are still flat track bullies. Yeah. Okay. Also in that group, Severe one, uh, Ren nil. Um, no Camavija for Ren, but I don't think it made a huge amount of difference because uh, Acampos missed. A fair few chances in this. Um, any talk about this game in Spain afterwards, Emma? Uh, I don't read the Spanish football papers because they're all hideously biased and terrible. Is that, um, is that because by, they... by that she means she reads a certain Spanish paper? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sevilla are a good team, though, so I don't think anybody should be surprised. No. Um, lots of talk... On the commentary, though, that Ocampos hasn't quite been at the races so far this season in the way that he was at the end of the Champions League last season. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, um, De Jong started scoring for them, though, which is interesting. Yes. I think he scored the other day. I didn't think he scored in this game, he did. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, OK, so Chelsea are top on four points, as are Severe on four points as well. Then it's Krasnodar and Rent on one. I was hoping for sort of bigger things from Rent because they're sort of doing well in the French League and they've got Camavija, but... Maybe they can turn things around. Um, right in Group H, Manchester United five, RB Leipzig. Sorry, why, why were you Why were you thinking of good things in Europe for a French team? When does that ever happen? Well, <laughs> one got to the final. Yeah, and, then, and look how that, that went for them. <laughs> well, it went better than the team that um, Bayern Munich played in the previous round. I mean, we, if we play that game, those teams who went out way before them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I thought that I think they got a pretty decent team, Renhaf, and I thought that maybe they could uh, do a little bit better than what they sort of have done. Um, this is the mess, this is the mess you get yourself in when you only watch French football at eight o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday. You start to believe this nonsense. <laughs> well, it was good the other day. Uh, it was um, Leon falling up at half time against Monaco, and Memphis Depay lifted up that um, shirt of his. So, you, do you really want to start on the shirt? <laughs> I think this podcast has heard more than enough about Virgil van Dijk the last few weeks. Uh, Manchester United 5 RB Leipzig nil. So Mason Greenwood opened, then three goals in 16 minutes for Marcus Rashford, um, friend of hungry people, and then Anthony Martial with a penalty at the end. Um, he's now got more Champions League goals than Gabriel Batistuta. 
as Marcus Rashford? What are you waggling your finger for? Well, I think that your timeline's wrong because I was going to say one of the things that actually makes him even more a man of the people is I believe that he let Marcus. I believe that Marcus Rashford okay. let Martial take that penalty when he was on a hat trick. Yes, that's true. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, how nice a guy... That's being too nice a guy in the 87th minute letting someone else take a, a penalty when you could score a hat-trick. Can it be any more hashtag wholesome? <sighs> That's the worst bit of virtue signalling he's done. <laughs> the uh, yeah, so since the 6-1 loss to Spurs, Manchester United have won three and drawn one. Um, and also in what's perceived to be quite a tough... Champions League group for them with RB Leipzig and PSG. They got six games from their next, their first two games, um, and then they've got a double header next against uh, Istanbul Besiktas. So, quite conceivably, you can see them being on twelve points uh, after four games, can't you? Is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a better manager than Thomas Tuchel and Julian Nagelsmann? Then because he's beat both of them in a week. Uh, is it easy to assess? Um, Thomas Tuchel. I'm going to I'm gonna say no because I've seen Sean Dyche win some games that I don't want <laughs> to have to go around giving him credit for. Is it easy to assess Thomas Tuchel at the moment being manager of PSG? You got to the final last season, Chris. You just pointed that <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, you did it a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. I'm very well aware of that. But um, I think he's a very good manager, isn't he, Tuchel? Nigelsmann is more interesting as well, isn't he, due to his sort of greater youth. Um, and his fashion sense. I think that's Chris's way of referring to his fashion sense. The youth. <laughs> the youth. Ah. <laughs> is he older than either of you? I don't know how old he is, so I can't tell you. Oh, we have a, a quick Ricky Butchers. <laughs> Julian Nah Goldsman is 33, 33 years old. Oh, I share a birthday with him. He's older than both of us, Emma. Just. He's yeah. al- he's also one point nine meters tall. So he's taller than me. What what of it? He's a month <laughs> he's a month older than you. Yeah, he's a month older than me and a, and considerably taller. And two inches taller man. than me. There are at least three um leaders of countries who are younger than me, which is starting to make me feel quite old. A Macron, uh your man in North Korea and Justin Yarden in um, Your New man Zealand. in North Korea. I can't remember his name. Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. <laughs> Him. So, yeah. I hope he hears this. <laughs> At least he's about to be an American president old enough to be your granddad. Well, that's true. I think either way there is, I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, right, okay. So, um... Six points from two games in this Champions League uh, group that's supposed to be quite tough for Ollie. So, you know, it, it, how far at the wheel is he? In Europe, seems to be, still, be great at it. I think he's still 15th in the Premier League, right? <laughs> he's 15th at the wheel. So, okay. is, he, is he more like Roberto Di Matteo, who took Chelsea to European victory, but then did nothing else? By, by playing Ryan Bertrand at left back. <laughs> yeah. Well, he could well be, couldn't he? Uh, and also in this group, PSG beat uh, Istanbul Bersekashir 2-0. Thanks, Adam, to two Moise Ken goals. OK. Uh, who scored four, actually, in two games. Plus, apparently, he scored two for Everton this season so far as well, hasn't he? 
Sure. Goals. Just goals, goals all over the place. So he's banging him in. Yeah. Getting get him in that shop window. Yeah. He's a good player. Don't be mean to him. Um, oh, wasn't me. Just sell him for lots of money. That's great. Uh, here's a quiz. Uh, Marcus Rashford is the second Manchester United substitute to score a Champions League hat trick. Who was the first? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm. <laughs> right, Griff F. Um... Not, even, not even enough time to drink your water. <laughs> Group F, uh, Brussels Dortmund 2, Zenit St. Petersburg 0. Um, left it late, Jaden Sancho penalty after 78 minutes, and then uh, in the 91st minute, Erling Haaland scored, thanks to a Jude Bellingham assist. Um, and Club Bruges drew 1-1 with uh, Lazio. Lazio down to tw- uh, 12 fully fit players um, because they had a load of first, well, 12 first teamers out they had, so uh, they had to sort of bring a load of youth players and stuff due to coronavirus. So, uh, Lazio and Bruges are on four points, uh, Dortmund on three points, and Zenit on nul point. Uh, finally, the Champions League on Group G. Uh, Ferenc Varys, a very entertaining game, this. Um, they were 2-0 down to Dinamo Kiev and drew 2-2. Uh, and then finally, Emma, Juventus nil, Barcelona 2. Um, Dembele scored. That sure did happen. It did. Dembele scored in the 14th minute, and then um, they were fairly... I mean, it seemed quite... They were in control, bar Arvara Morata having three goals disallowed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lino Messi scored a penalty in the last minute. Yeah, he's he was quite... He got the offside hat-trick. He yes. got to take Varham with him after. Um, I've written Messi lost soul question mark next to him because every time I've seen him this season, this isn't just for Barcelona because I watched the Argentina-Bolivia game as well, he's walking around the pitch. He looks really sad. Do you think he sold it for a comic book? He might well have done. To be fair, he looked quite happy when Dembele scored. Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a photo of it. He's smiling and everything. Yeah, he's like smiling. <laughs> they can and do anything like with Photoshop. Like a real Photoshop, smile, not one of those fake smiles. They can do anything with Photoshop. He, often, <laughs> he walks around the pitch sometimes, looking like a grumpy teenager with a hoodie on over their head and sort of looking quite sullen. I've noticed that quite a Go lot. Go jab sandwich, please, Mr. Patterson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I have a goal, please, Mr. Koeman? Um, yeah. Honestly, do you blame him? No, I, well, yes, I do, because you've got to maintain your sort of professional poise and look, walking around a pitch while moping. But nobody else at the club has. Why should he? He's captain. We've got four captains. The other three aren't doing that so why should he <laughs> I imagine at, at the at that moment he's not smiling one of those captains is almost definitely rolling around on the floor <laughs> um, well, one somehow of tripped captains... himself up over the netting <laughs> one of those captains is Gerard Piquet <laughs> I think we're talking about the, the other same one captain. is Sergio Busquets and the other one is my favourite player Sergio, Sergio Roberto, Roberto. <laughs> yeah well, I wasn't sure we were going to even mention his name um, I thought he might, 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 might be like one of those ones. We can't just we don't speak of him. Yeah. Yes, I know he's a human being, and you know he's subject to the same uh, frailties and emotions. So Sergio Roberto, right? Uh, no, no, Emma's, Lionel Messi. Emma's not been telling me he's a human being. <laughs> Lionel Messi. So yeah, he's he's you know subject to the same frailties and emotions as the rest of us, but it's uh, not a great look, is it? I mean, do you, do you see the, him walking around the same way as well? Either of you? Yeah. Yeah. He looks thoroughly miserable. But if I played in a team managed by Ronald Koeman, I probably would too. But he's not always played looking miserably under a team managed by Ronald Koeman. 
He definitely yeah, did he last has. year. Oh, no, Every he, game he's he played looked, under Ronald Koeman when he's looked miserable. I'm confused as to what point you're trying to make here. Oh, last season he looked quite miserable for large parts of it as well. Yeah, they were probably like six or seven goals down at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, weekly. <laughs> I mean... I, I I don't have any problem with that. Let him show his emotion. If he's not happy, then why hide it? Okay, if this was Sergio Roberto walking around with the same emotions, what would you be saying? Good. Yeah? I'm glad you're depressed. You yes, I'm going to say. <laughs> you're forgetting that. <laughs> it's when he's smiling that she's got a problem. <laughs> what are yeah. you looking so happy about, Sergi? <laughs> exactly. I get my voodoo doll out. <laughs> Stab him in the eye. <laughs> Fair enough, okay. Oh, Sharon Stone with your eyes picked there. Uh, right, okay. Uh, well, after that, Barcelona are top on six points. Then it's Juventus three. Dina McKeever and Ferenc Browns on one point. But uh, is that the biggest news on Barcelona this week, Emma? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the fact that um, our president was removed or the fact that we have zero fit defenders? Um, The first one. I wasn't aware of the second one. Because <laughs> he's, got, he's got zero questions on the defenders. <laughs> yeah. The only defender I'm interested in is Clement Longley, thanks to the Backstreet Boys. So that's, you know, that's the only one I really want to see. Um, what did the, um, what did Bartomeu have to do this week then? What's he done with this week? Well, on, it's a bit like that Craig David song. So on, <laughs> Go on. on. Go he on. has two. Tell me which one. <laughs> Seven days? Yeah, that's the one with the day of the week in it. Yeah. <laughs> so on Saturday, uh, we lost the Classico. Uh, then he had a day off, which is nice of him. That is how it goes, yeah. Yeah. Then, he, work... then sort of, he has to meet someone on Monday. Yes, he probably did. The rest yeah. of the board. Drink uh, on Tuesday. And he's, also on Monday, he said that he had no plans to resign. Well, maybe he changed his mind. I mean, it, it might well have been that Monday he had absolutely no plans to resign. He said that there was no reason for him to resign. That might well have been on Monday. nothing was wrong. On Tuesday, he resigned. <laughs> he might just woke up on Tuesday morning and had an epiphany. He's just a massive piece of shit. There's, 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 no, no. He's just a lying sack of human waste. There's, there's, you know. So why did he resign then? What, what gave him his sort of road to Damascus moment? I don't know what. Well, he tried his very best to stop the club having a vote of censure against him, and by doing this, he. He tried to petition the Catalan government to say, no, you can't do it, it's not safe. Nobody can go out and vote, it's, you, you can't do it. And the Catalan government said, no, no, you can do it. Uh, and then he resigned because he would definitely... Well, it's, it's actually pretty hard to lose the vote because you need 66% of the vote against, and that's quite a lot. Is it 60% of the vote or 60%? 66% of the... Sorry. Is that turnout, or does he have to have, like... So if not everyone turns up, would he still have been... 
Yeah, you, no, you need 66% of the vote. doesn't matter what the turnout is, I don't think. Okay, so you don't, it doesn't need to be 66% of the membership. Yeah, you don't... Irrelevant, he's resigned. Why am I asking these questions? Yeah, it doesn't so why matter. So did why did he say he resigned then? Uh, did you not see Mission this? accomplished. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit like did, that. Did he give the speech on an aircraft carrier? <laughs> you might as well. Is he a massive Roman Ridgefer? I mean... There is, a, you know, there, there could be conspiracy theories saying that he was an operative of Florentino Perez. Oh, I imagine he was. Fantastic. Was like, Job done. Come home now. So what happens to the debt then? Uh, our 700 million euros worth of debt. Yeah. I don't, he's liable for some of it. Not all of it. Okay. Um, but, yeah... His his exit speech was quite something. Apparently so, yeah, I've heard. So he started by saying that um, <laughs> that basically he'd done a good job, right? And he has not done a good job at all. This is the man who has taken this club into record debt, uh, been in uh, a position to oversee zero sporting projects since 2015 because if you win something that means everything's fine and it doesn't mean you should prepare for the future you should just let it ride and see what happens who's made some of the most horrific transfers of this club's history uh for which liverpool football club thank you you're welcome <laughs> um he bought <laughs> he signed kevin prince boating um that's Got to go down in law as law. one of the worst things law. I've ever L-A-W, L-O-R-E. L-O-R-E. Well, you should actually go down in the other law as well, so it can't happen ever again. Um, <laughs> what else did he do? He screwed over Leganes because he signed their best player on uh, Martin Brathway. Rules are rules. They've changed the rules subsequently. <laughs> They really have, I'm not lying. Yeah, um, I know they have. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, Anfield, Stadio Olympico. That wasn't his fault. He was still there. He's the manager. He might as well blame he the was, kit man. He was still there. He was still there. Don't blame him for what we want. He's we... appointed Ronald Coleman. That's that's just, that's just a, an immediate strike. Why would you do that? He is a piece of work he really is um then he went on to list all the titles that um fc barcelona the football team the women's team the kids the basketball team the handball team <laughs> that they'd all won under his uh, stewardship that's, that's fair enough if you're gonna and blame him for um blame, if you blamed other people if you're gonna blame in anfield and the stadio olympico one and then he's entitled to take credit for other things no, he isn't. There's two sides to every story. No. Look, there's a difference here, right? <laughs> we can blame him because those defeats happened as a direct consequence of his actions as president by not buying the right place for the right job. What was the score of the first leg of both of those games? Did we win, Chris? You were way up in both Did of those. Did we go through to the next round? No, but that's your manager's fault. Right. It wasn't his okay. fault. 
That's all that matters, though, isn't it? Yeah, but if you threw away two significant leads like that, did you win it? So you can't blame him for everything. I can. Why can't I? Tell me, tell me how that 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 our success on if he's trying to take credit for our success for our success on the pitch then he has to take responsibility for the failures on it well, you can't have it both ways that's fair enough but you you tried having it both ways then you said you know you no, said I didn't. you did you said he How? because you said that he'd um he'd presided over anfield and stadio olimpico and then tried taking credit for all the other things like the handball team and the basketball team and everything well that's exactly the same as what you said but the other way around how is it like I've just explained. But that doesn't make any sense. It does. No, it doesn't. I didn't say he was right to take credit for that stuff. No, but you can't say that... I don't know why I'm defending him. He's an arsehole, so you can... Yeah, why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to. The point is that he has not taken any accountability for what has happened. In his speech, he basically blamed everybody else. It wasn't his fault. He didn't do anything wrong. And then he said, as like this weird, like passive aggressive, petty, like just throwaway comment. Oh, by the way, we just signed up and agreed to be in a European Super League, <laughs> which will, which has, um, which has guaranteed the financial stability of the club. There's a mic. Turns out that was a lie because you were uh, because FIFA said, um, "Yeah, that's not a thing." <laughs> Poor man. He's just. Uh, we've had a lot of bad presidents, <laughs> and it's it's. He should be in jail. Look, this is in this jail. Man, what for doing badly yeah. at Barcelona? I'm starting to wonder which... Are you talking about the President of Barcelona or the President of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> this is a man who's that, that, similar to the President of the United States. He paid a Russian bot company to uh, create fake social media profiles to uh, discredit his opponents, the fans, the ex-players, and the current players. I mean... Who hasn't done that though? Yeah. Come on, we've all. I know we've and it's all. Not illegal. We've, all, we've all once engaged in a Russian bot <clears throat> farm or two. Um, Chris, is the point not? Should the point not be that a good leader doesn't? A good leader takes responsibility for things when they go wrong, but doesn't take the credit. For, go around taking the credit for things when things go right. No, that's When you true. see good, when you see when you see what people who we were considered to be good managers on the pitch, when a team does really well, who say my players did excellently. When they, when they struggle or something goes wrong, quite often you'll see the manager stand up and say, no, that's on me. No, that's a fair point. That's very well said. Okay, well, look, I'll move on because time is pressing against this. So, uh, we'll stay in Spain because we're going to do some of the leagues um, around Europe uh, and elsewhere. So, uh, in Spain, top are Real Sociedad on 14 points. Then it's Real Madrid 13, as are Granada. Uh, Villarreal on 12 points in fourth. Uh, Barcelona down in... Um, 12. 12 on 7 points they drew 1 and lost 2 of their last 3 so uh, this weekend it's Celta Vigo versus Real Sociedad Real Madrid versus Huesca Huesca uh, Granada versus Levante and Villarreal versus uh, Real Valladolid so who are Barcelona playing? 
we are playing Hedafe, I think. Oh. Okay. Uh, in Italy, Milan are top on 13 points after a rather entertaining uh, thrill draw against uh, Roma on Monday night. Um, then is Napoli and Sassuolo on 11 points, Inter on 10. So Inter play Parma, uh, Napoli play Sassuolo, so that's second be third. Uh, and then Milan are away at Udinese. In Germany, uh, RB are top on 13 points. And then it's Bayern and Dortmund both on 12. And then Bayer Leverkusen on 9. So that will be Freiburg versus Bayer Leverkusen. Borussia Mönchengladbach versus RB Leipzig. Uh, Cologne versus Bayern. And Armina Byfield versus Borussia Dortmund. And finally in France... Um, PSG and Lille are both top on 18 points, and then it's Rennes on 15. So games this weekend are Rennes versus Brest, uh, Non versus PSG, and Lille versus Lyon. A um, couple of other ones around the world in the MLS. It's the New York Derby, the Red Bulls versus New York City. In South Africa, in the Cup, it's Orlando Pirates versus the Kaiser Chiefs. And in Bosnia, it is the Mostar Derby, uh, Velez versus Zrinski, which... Uh, you can read about in a good book coming soon. Um, right, bits and bobs of news. Uh, Newcastle will, re- will refund season ticket holders for behind closed door games. Uh, fans who have already had their money taken out of their accounts, but they'll get refunds for the first five games will arrive by December. Mike Ashley's appearing some sort of man of the people this week, isn't he? Saying pay-per-view should be four ninety-five, didn't he? It's not like Mike Ashley to what is it? Back things high and sudden, yeah. Um, pay per view, which is going to continue to at least the international break, they're going to have a review during the next international break as whether they should carry on with it or not. Uh, France is going to head into another national lockdown, and the French Cup is suspended until December. The top three, uh, top three tier uh, men's football games can continue, only the top tier of ladies, um, for some reason, carry on. Um, and Ryan Giggs has spoken about meeting Louis van Gaal for the first time. But he said, quote unquote, he opened the door, looked me up and down, and said, You're in good shape, and then he punched me in the stomach. So there we go. Why wouldn't you punch him in the stomach? Why wouldn't you punch Ryan Giggs in the stomach? Exactly. Probably a pair of knickers would come out of his mouth or something. Right. Um, okay. Let's move on to Premier League games. So Friday night is Wolves versus Crystal Palace in the George Nadar derby. Um Wolves drew 1-1 with Newcastle last week, uh, thanks to that late um, Jacob Murphy free kick. Crystal Palace beat Fulham 2-1. Um, Jordan Ayew and Jack Butland could be available for Palace uh, after recovering from coronavirus. Um, Crystal Palace have never won in a top flight game on a Friday on 12 attempts. Uh, so it's not a good day of the week for them, but Louis, uh, sorry, Wilfred Zaha has got um, five goals and one assist so far. I nearly called him Louis Zaha then. That's almost somebody else. Um, how do we see this one go? Adam. This is what happens when you weren't paying attention. Chris. Exactly, that's why I said your name. Um, Crystal Palace. Just, I, I, I never think that they deserve nice things, do I? So I'm going to go against Crystal Palace as my standard response. Yeah. However, I'm so unaware that I don't know who the other team is, but I'm sticking with that. <laughs> Wolves. I'm normally down on Wolves as well. This is difficult, but I'm going to stay with my initial response. Yeah? Yeah, Wolves will win this game. All right. Emma, um, Raul Jimenez hasn't scored against Palace in 331 minutes of football. That's a long time. They weren't consecutive minutes. He did sort of play other games in between, but <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't trying and trying. What was he doing? Was this, was this marathon match against <laughs> Yeah. That's why he was tired and screwed up his... That's why he screwed up that um, gender reveal thing, Emma. He was tired. (laughs) (laughs) Played goalkeeper, defender, striker. He had to play in that game. Um, Emma, how do you think Wolves are going to get on? Or Palace are going to get on? Um, I I like Wolves. That is all. 
I like Wolves. Does that sway um, your opinion either way? Yeah, I hope they win. I think they'll win. Yeah, okay. I do yeah. as well. Uh, Saturday on BT Sports uh, at 12.30, it's Sheffield United versus Manchester City in the Brian Gale derby. Uh, Sheffield United are winless um, so far this season. Uh, Manchester City, their last two away games, they drew 1-1 against Leeds and West Ham. Um, although, if you're a Manchester City fan, you can take solace in the fact that no Premier League side has won more games on Halloween than Manchester City. They're joint top with Arsenal. I mean, after all Manchester City's recent success, I really do find that they need to take solace in that. <laughs> no, Pep sort of sticks pumpkins on the wall and things like that and says, look, it's Halloween, guys, let's go. Maybe. Yeah, or maybe he comes in dressed as a ghost or something. Uncle Fester. It's, it's an early game, isn't it? So he just it's quite simple. You just tell him, guys, if you don't win, there's no trick-or-treating. Surely social distancing etiquette dictates you wouldn't go trick-or-treating in a tier three area anyway no but they do that while they're in they, they stay in Sheffield United to do Sheffield to do their trick-or-treating and then go back into Manchester Sheffield's tier three as well and you just go further out until you get into a tier two area <laughs> you go to the Pennines where there's nobody and just knock yeah. on some poor cottage somewhere <laughs> yeah fair enough I think Sheffield United were very unlucky last weekend against Liverpool uh, not to get a result probably were to be fair They didn't have the benefit. Of, they didn't have the excitement of trick or treating. Otherwise, they might have done better. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would like a quiz? Sure. If Riyad Mahrez scores or assists, he will be the sixth African to reach a hundred involvements in a Premier League goal. Who are the other five? Yeah, yeah Torre. No, two of them are still Salah. playing. Salah. Salah. Yeah. Mane. Yeah. I'm going to say Yo Yo Torre again. No. Obama Yang? Nope. Would you like some clues? Carnu? Uh, no. Good one. Good guess. So one is a Chelsea legend. One is a Manchester City. Didier Drogba. Yeah. One is mm-hmm. a. Yakubu. No. Yes, Yakubu. Yes. Uh, and the last one is a. Spur... Yo Yo Torre? No, no, it's not Yo Yo Torre. Spurs, Arsenal, and Manchester City legend. Is that Zada Bayo, but are we sure that Yaya Torre is not on the list? Yaya Torre is not on that list. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> He's not on that list. Who made this list up, Chris? Is it you? No, it was from my website. I get these things from. The same website that told me Manchester <laughs> City have won the most games on Halloween. Okay. So, how do you think this game is going to go? Well, Yaya Torre is not playing, so they will be all right. <laughs> <laughs> But it is on Halloween. Is Aguero in? He's in. He's out for a month. Yeah. Mm. Does that alter your thinking? Sheffield it's United. Been, of it. uh, I think so. Sheffield United have been terrible so far this season. Where are they? They are. Well, Sorry, Emma, was terrible. The, was the question? Was the question was was is De Bruyne of it? Yes. I believe De Bruyne is fit. Yes. Okay. Then Manchester City are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sheffield United have drawn one, lost five. But they were unlucky not to get a point last weekend. Well, yeah, maybe. So maybe they're playing better than their results dictate. Okay. All right, so you're going to go with um, Sheffield United then, Emma? No, I think Manchester City are going to win. We need to do this. Emma's, get, Emma's getting all analytical and looking at the, <laughs> the underlying numbers. Yeah. 
okay. Go and look at the XG and see what that means. <laughs> uh, Burnley versus Chelsea and Jack Cork Derby. Burnley zero wins so far. They're in 18th place. Um, Chelsea got one win in four in the Premier League. Ben Mee is a doubt for Burnley. He's, he's a key player for them. Um, Chelsea, like I said, they've got three clean sheets. Are they going to make it four? Yes. He's a key player for them. You make it sound like. Like he's a key worker and they're allowed to allocate <laughs> certain players are allowed to come to training because they've got Ben Key's got key player status. Ben Key's got key player status. He's allowed to come to training every Thursday. They stand outside and sort of clap their hands as Ben Key goes into training. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burnley got the. You'll be shocked to hear this one, stat fans Emma. Um, mm-hmm. Burnley have got the highest percentage of long passes so far in the Premier League this season. Nineteen point six percent of all. Burnley passes this season have been long ones. Um, that's the, dice ball. That's dice ball. And of the 12 Premier League games played between these two, all have had a goal by half-time. So there will be goals in this game. Four children. That's a, that's a Chris Etchingham guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nil-nil. Um... <laughs> Chris, Chris's lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chelsea are going to win. Yeah, that's that is all. You can Chelsea make it my shoe in of the week. You're shooting away. I'll just get the photos on your phone. Just thinking, does your wife know you go on those websites? It's um the categories on the Apple the, Music. Apple Music. Yeah, There's <laughs> Halloween, alternative, rock, hits, hip hop, chill. Which one do you go for? Dance. Well, Halloween now, Chris. <laughs> Usually, when it's not a special time of the year, what would you go for? No, I'm always listening to Halloween playlists. <laughs> it's, it's just Monster Mash all year round. Christmas songs. <laughs> you played the wrong song again, didn't you? <laughs> okay, right. Liverpool versus West Ham in the Neil Rudd derby. This is half past five on Sky on Saturday afternoon. Um, Liverpool can <laughs> equal the club record of 63 games unbeaten uh, at the Coliseum in the league. Um... Although West Ham have got eight points so far, and they've got those eight points against Wolves, Leicester, Spurs, and Manchester City. Agent Moyes to the rescue. Well, Agent Moyes has got zero wins in fifteen at the Coliseum. He's never well, been against Ketafe. Yeah, he didn't do really good with Azrael Sociedad manager. You're quite right. <laughs> uh, and Sadio Mane scored in his last four against West Ham. However. Well, I don't know, Mikel Antonio is in Disney. Have that to play against Mikel Antonio in this kind of form. Did he not do his hamstring last weekend? He came off, didn't he? This feels like wishful thinking. No, he definitely did come off. Um, because I remember it on Match of the Day. Um, West Ham got a lot of credit for their... Got too much credit, sorry, for their performance against um, Man City, I felt. Too much because. Credit. Yeah, like I'm all for well, well done, but they literally made zero effort to win that game. They just happened to score a goal <laughs> that, made, that allowed them to lead. At one point, they're playing with a solid back six. You think they drew by accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> score draw uh, is the last thing they expected. So, what do you think, guys? I think it's just cramp, not serious. Oh, is, is going to be assessed 50% chance of playing. So, Mikel Antonio against Reese Williams. West Ham win. Well, I remember Dominic Calvert-Lewin against Joe Gomez, and that wasn't pretty. So, 
I'm guessing West Ham win. Are you going for you? Yeah. Wow. Fuck it. Why not? That's my shoe of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what do you reckon? <sighs> Come on. It's a line between. There's a line between being confident and then thinking you jinxed it, Emma. Where, do, where does that line come? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> West Ham are on a miraculous run of form. And if they can accidentally <laughs> if they can accidentally go in front in a game they're not trying to win. <laughs> um, David Moyes is definitely the man who can, can take that lead and turn it into a draw. Yeah. Liverpool have got no chance against that back eight that they'll play. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, uh, Sunday then, twelve o'clock is uh, the. Wait, mar- wait, he didn't make a decision yet. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going with the draw. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sunday at noon is Villa versus Southampton, the Mark Draper derby. Um, Aston Villa lost to Leeds last weekend, which I think was their first loss, wasn't it? Uh, Southampton, I've got ten points out of their last twelve available. Aston Villa, um, the twelve points they've got in the first five Premier League games. Uh, beats the 10 points they got in the last 14 of last season. So it means they're doing very well at the start of this season compared to most of last season. <laughs> it means Aston Villa were rubbish last season. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we're very lucky to still be here. Southampton have won 12 games in or 12 Premier League games in 2020. That's third most behind Liverpool and Manchester City. Um, and Jack Grealish has created 106 chances since the start of last season. That's second only to Kevin De Bruyne's 151. Which also says a lot about Kevin De Bruyne. Um, Am I the only one who thinks he's got a really punchable face? I really like Jack Greenish. So it is just me then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, somebody did, didn't they? Did you, have you ever seen that footage? Well, the guy when the guy punches him in the back of the head. Yeah, have you seen that, Emma? I haven't, but now I'm going to Google it. So this is uh, the place. There's a Birmingham fan. Yeah. In the. In the... In the uh, in the uh, the Birmingham derby a couple of years ago, yeah, he ran onto the pitch and punched him in the back of the head, and then Jack Grealish scored later on in the game. It's absolutely you know nothing against his talent or anything. It's just his face. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so Jack Grealish's punchable face aside, can the feet of Jack Grealish do anything to make you think they can beat Southampton? Uh, well, there's always hope. I quite like, I really like Aston Villa. I've always liked Aston Villa. So I like Southampton a lot more. Do you? Okay. I do. That's understandable. Although it's it's I don't want to say nice things about Southampton after last weekend when yeah. they really disappointed me. Why did they disappoint you? Well, oh, have you adopted Everton as your Premier League team? I have. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Why not? What's not to love? Because they're the best team in the land. So what, best happens, team. what happens when they fall into second place or third place? They've still got a lot of ex Barcelona players. Why would I? Why would I jump shit? <laughs> we still, still got Andre Gomez and Luca Dinia. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't and got Luca Dinia. Yeah, Yerry Mina is right there. And then yeah, and then if you're bored, Yerry Mina. <laughs> okay. Why so would I jump ship? Are you are you are you suggesting I'm some sort of fickle fan? No, I'm not suggesting you're a fickle fan. No, but you said you were supporting them because they were top of the league, and I think, well, unless they're top of the league for the entire season, they were. They they weren't top of the league when I decided I was going to adopt them. The league hadn't even started yet. Everton friends. 
Okay, so how do you both think he's got Ali? Yeah, I've got Ali. Yeah, look, he needs some help. <laughs> Liverpool friends. <laughs> uh, God, then, how do you think this one's going to go? I think Southampton are going to win. All right, Adam? Yeah, I think the same. Okay, uh, next is Newcastle versus Everton in the Steve Watson derby, two o'clock on Sky. Um, Hammers is a doubt. He's got testicle injuries. Um, what? Yeah, apparently he... Well, have you been doing to his testicles? Not me. Apparently it's Virgil van Dijk that did them. Oh, but you realise he played like he played in the Southampton game. I saw on. I tell you what. And, it, we, and we all know we all know how badly Virgil, how long Virgil van Dijk's been out for because it's been in, it's been in the news every day for the last fortnight. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question which I want you to answer while I try and find this thing from the person I follow on Twitter. Um, so, I don't. Did you listen to the Sunday pod that I was on at the weekend? No. Okay, so, yes, James Rodriguez is suffering from a testicle injury following the challenge from Virgil van Dijk. Uh, Rodriguez has been receiving special treatment, quote-unquote, for the injury, and someone wrote bad tackle from a bad tackle. Is all of this you can have that pun? No, somebody else wrote the pun. Was but, that someone okay. you? No, no, but someone's saying that he could be at source marker. Oh, well, they're trustworthy. <laughs> Uh, so yes, he could be out because of his knackers. But you no, know, Adam, what's going well, to? Ask... I'll repeat again. <laughs> he played in the game against Southampton. He did. Maybe they got worse. <laughs> anyway, what I want to ask. I know ask... Virgil Van Dijk used to play for Southampton, but I don't think he. Unless he... did he appear in ghost form just to kick him in the nuts? What like Patrick Swayze when he sort of got taught how to touch things on the underground? Well, I, sure. uh, my my understanding is that Virgil Van Dijk is in the is now in the sort of realm where he could go and haunt people. <laughs> you think he's going to make an appearance at the weekend? Were... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Adam, I want to ask you something. So um, you've got Seamus Coleman out injured, haven't you? Uh, but you again, got... not me personally. I've not Everton have <laughs> done nothing. <laughs> So you've now got Luca Dinia out due to a sort of a reckless tackle last weekend, or not tackle, but sort of a, a, an unclever piece For of walking play. Walking into the back of someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a stupid thing to do. You've lost Richarlison due to a reckless tackle. If VAR had done its job properly, you could have quite easily lost Jordan Pickford as well. Is there something systemic in Everton in their coaching or something you think where they're sort of not teaching them discipline in the way they should? Or is it something that concerns you? Why are you laughing? <laughs> This is a serious question. This is a serious question. A bunch of thugs. No, I'm not. No, I'm not suggesting they're a bunch of thugs. I'm suggesting. I mean, it sounds a lot like that's what you're (laughs) suggesting. Maybe it does. Okay. Um, But I mean, they've lost two key players due to red cards. Jordan Pickford quite easily could have gone for being reckless. I'm not saying they're thuggish. I'm saying. Glad you've got that in for a second time. I'm just saying. I'm giving an, an explanation. They're reckless at best, those red cards. So are you worried about some sort of discipline thing at Everton or is this just a phase or or what? Are you concerned about it? I have zero concerns. You started this off by talking about Seamus Coleman's injury. I'm not quite sure what relevance <laughs> that had. Did he get into doing a reckless tackle? <laughs> it feels like it feels like, it feels like that was a, that made this very thinly veiled. <laughs> Does Luke Dignity play in the same position as Seamus Coleman? Does he play? No. Does he play different full, uh, different 
He plays on the on the the left that that famous left hand side. Okay, fine, fair enough. I thought that he, I thought they both played the same side. Sorry. Okay, that's why I mentioned Seamus Coleman being injured. Luca okay. Din- I, I thought Luca Digne being suspended, with also Seamus Coleman being injured, left you still not great. No, I'd have given you that if that's what you were going with. <laughs> but are you concerned there's some sort of disciplinary issue, at Everton, or sort of, sort of way they're being coached in tackles or something like that? Um, no, no, because. I don't. I don't think really any of those instances are endemic of anything, right? Sort of. Also, two of those things that you referenced happened in the same game. Yeah. Against Liverpool in a local derby. No, and I'm not. Everyone uh, says that they're different. One of them's like so. The Richarlison tackle is just Stupid. recklessness, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've already talked about the Luca Dinier challenge, which is just. <sighs> I, I think the fact that the fact that the the punishment's not been completely rescinded but has been rolled back to, tells you a lot about about how that was actually refereed on the day. I thought that, I mean that was a second yellow, wasn't it? I thought it was definitely a. It was definitely. No, he was given a straight red. Oh, was it? I mean, it was pretty horrible. Was it? A, was it a violent challenge? Uh, well, yeah. Looking at the injury he did to him, yeah. Or looking yeah, well, looking at what he did. I understand how you how you, I'm going to how, how, I'm going to use this 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 term very carefully, and you know exactly what I mean. You lot like to judge things by the result of the injury as opposed to what actually happened. No. <laughs> but that's not how we that's not how we punish tackles in the. I know. I think it was. I mean, what was he doing running behind, running on like that? Okay. All right. Maybe just don't. He was chasing no, no. him to do some defending. I would imagine. Well, that's not chasing in a particularly correct way, is it? When you end up doing that. I didn't say he was doing it right. <laughs> um, but uh, no, to answer your question, no, I don't think that. I think that out of all of them, the Richarlison tackle is the worst one. Um, and whether we are where we are with that, and he sort of, with God, he's taking his lumps, but the others are sort of, I think that it's more of like a fake, Amazing thing as opposed to a endemic. I don't think that what so six games in. I don't think that um, after thirty-eight games we're going to have had like eight or nine red cards. No. Okay. No, that was all I was asking because I just didn't know whether because they're coming in such a short space of time. They're all sort of more noticeable, aren't they? Oh, I have got no agenda on that. I was just sort of asking the question as is my role here. Um, Newcastle haven't won it on a Sunday in six attempts and they've only averaged 2.3 shots on target uh, this season which is the lowest of any of the teams um, are you confident about this game? Uh, yeah but I was confident about the last game <laughs> look where that left me Okay. Um, and uh, we do have some injury and selection concerns <laughs> <laughs> Due to suspension. So, <laughs> some of them due to suspension. <laughs> yeah, so um uh Coleman, Richardson, Daniel all ruled out. Um John J. Kenny might be able to return, but if he doesn't, then that's perhaps Ben God um Ben Godfrey playing right back again, which was taken a little bit of, of advantage of by um by Southampton last week. Um, if that is the case, I think that what I'd actually like to see Angelotti do is change the system, play for back three. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and maybe allow allow um, Godfrey to go out and support maybe someone like a Wobi on the right who will do a lot of the running and the tracking back. Maybe it doesn't fully have all the positional sense, but you can kind of get away with that when you've got a spare centre-back there to sort of cover for those sort of things, as opposed to playing with a back four with uh, a young and experienced centre-back at right-back who um, can be taken advantage of. Okay. And a nod to a, theme, a previous Man of the Post presenter, I keep, every time I see him on the telly, I keep accidentally almost calling him Mark Godfrey, but, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something I need to sort of try to change. Uh, Manchester United versus uh, Arsenal in the Mikel Sylvester Derby at half past four on Sky on Sunday. Um, Manchester United zero home wins in the Premier League this season, um, and they haven't beaten Arsenal in their last four games. Arsenal got back-to-back losses against Manchester City and uh, Leicester. Um... Manchester United have got a 54% win percentage on a Sunday and they average 1.9 points per game. Uh, that's the most of any team that's played three or more Premier League games on a Sunday. I'm going to find that website and I'm going to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> Those statistics are provided by a former Man on the Post presenter as well. Sorry, I just need to stop you a second because I was just... I, I, just for a second, just only thought... I have no idea who's going to play left back for us without Luca Dino now. Now Leighton Baines has gone, so I was going to look it up. So I've just, gone to search, I've just gone to search Everton in uh, in Google, and it's got people also search right now. There are five things that people have also searched. If you can get two of them, I will give either of you a prize. Virgil Van Dijk. You can have five guesses between you. Oh, okay. Van Dijk is not on there. All right. So does that count as a guess before you told us that rule? I let you have. A, I let you have five more. Can we confer? Yeah. Uh, Emma, I imagine something might be about toffees. I mean, I think probably not. No, because that's their nickname. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> what about Everton Riviera? You think about think about peop- things that people would search who are also searching for Everton, Chris. Not things that sound like Everton. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is Google and these things. If you type in someone's name, like if you type in like I don't know, yeah, Chris I'm, Hemsworth, I'm not... the next thing says wife, and then yeah, it's I'm... like net worth, and then. I'm... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an idiot. I've been very careful here. This is. I'm not going to be like that conservative MP who complained about the, the, the pornographic adverts on his computer when he realised didn't realise that they were, <laughs> that, that, that they were cookies. <laughs> well, don't tell us about those. Um... I was going to suggest Virgil Van Dyke ever. You, you you suggested it, but he said that... I know. But I thought well, you can't keep suggesting him. I know he's the greatest, <laughs> but. Maybe if I keep suggesting he'll move up the logarithm. Maybe. Well, I tried that with Yaya Torre and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, is it, like, ownership? No. Is it to do with football? Three of them are to do with football. Uh, it's, it's like a sort of tyre company called Everton Tyres or something like that. You're rubbish at this game. <laughs> Is it is it something to do with Tom Davis's fashion sense? No, right. This game, right. This game forever. Is that my search history? <laughs> That's just yours. 
So people people also searched for number one, Carlo Ancelotti. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> number two, The Undertaker. Okay. As in the the wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Number three, Neymar. Obviously. Number four, Liam Gallagher. Okay. And number five, Andrax Frankfurt. Really? Baffling. What? Absolutely baffling. So would Neymar get into your team at the moment? We've dropped Sigerson bringing Neymar as a number ten. Yeah, until his suspension's over. Then you could shop. Then if we can get him on a two-game loan and then send him back to Paris. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. How do you think this Manchester United Arsenal game is going to go? Do you it's just this is just a game where they, people should remember, remember when this used to be relevant. <laughs> it was very boring last weekend, wasn't it? The Chelsea game. Can we see something similar this weekend? Will it be just Arsenal Will trying this to be play? The boring game that's on. Yes. I can see it being very boring. I can yeah, as well. Too. All right. I'm going to say nil-nil. Arsenal currently 3-0 up in the Europa League. Plus they'll be knackered from the Europa League. Yeah, I'm going 0-0. I don't think the team that's playing tonight is going to have much semblance to the one that's going to play against Manchester United. Because no, in the stages of the Europa League, <laughs> taking it even less seriously than the Champions League. <laughs> Take it even less seriously than Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> Go on, uh, what do you guys I, reckon? I, I, I really want Arsenal to win because it makes my life easier. But um, <laughs> I thought they beat Leicester and they didn't. Because <laughs> Arsenal are going to Arsenal, so Manchester United will probably win. Yeah? Okay. Adam? I'm really concerned that Fabian Delph is going to play left-back for Everton. <laughs> We've done Everton. You've sent him down the Everton rabbit hole now. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, my, um, well... <sighs> Manchester United can't keep being as bad as 15th. They can be bad, but they can't be that bad. Um, and you'd hope that a, a 5-0 win against a, a team, a, an excited team like Leipzig should give them confidence. And I think that they will carry that on to beat Arsenal in a very drab game, probably 2-0. Um, the first of which will be a Bruno Fernandes penalty. Good, because he's in my team. Um, right, okay, Spurs versus Brighton, Bobby Zamora, Derby Court past seven on uh, Sunday. Yes, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brighton got zero wins in four. Um, Spurs haven't won at home so far this season. Lewis Dunk suspended. Um, Spurs conceded six goals from set pieces this season. Brighton seven, that's the most of anybody. And 31... Just lost, just lost away to Antwerp. Yeah. Uh, Kane eight assists in six games, and thirty-one percent of his passes to Hoon Sung this season have been assists. Um, are Spurs going to break their home duck this weekend? Yeah, Probably. I think that'd be all right. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Emma. Yeah, I think Spurs will win. All right. Uh, half past five on Monday is the Zoltan Gira derby. That's Fulham versus West Brom. Uh, both teams. Oof, got... The graveyard slot. Yeah. Are we? Is anyone convinced that these games actually take place? <laughs> I've never seen one. Um, the last four games between these two have ended in draws. West Brom have played 14 away games on a Monday and have only won one of them. Do we think that's going to are, continue? Are Fulham good enough to get a draw? 
not from what I've seen. I mean, they've got Lookman and Tom Kenny and Mitrovic up front, but it's just at the back they seem to just have nothing. I think Fulham could not turn up to the game. Um, sorry, West Brom could not turn up to the game thinking it was just going to be a draw and Fulham still wouldn't be able to achieve a draw. You think, <laughs> you think at some point on these half-past-five pay-per-view games one team will forget to turn up? It could be Fulham. <laughs> it should be Fulham. It should be Fulham. But then nobody will realise, because no one's watching anyway, no one's going to realise that they didn't turn up. Uh, okay. Yeah, last... if, I see, if I see the score saying 3-0 West Brom, but it won't tell me who the goal scorers are, I'm going to be very <laughs> suspicious that they were just awarded a walkover. Exactly, like the time when Scotland played Latvia and they didn't turn up. Uh, Leeds versus Leicester is last game for the weekend, uh, 8 o'clock on Sky. This is the uh, Mickey Whitlow derby. Well, Mickey Whitlow, who used to go jogging by my school, or it can be Gary McAllister, who once told my friend off for doing keepy-uppies against his wall. Or it could be Simon Grayson, who used to drink in my local pub with Ewan Roberts. Could be any of those derbies. Um, a win takes Leeds actually above Leicester, uh, but Leicester have never won five out of their opening seven top flight games. Um, so you knowing about some man who used to go jogging by your school sounds very suspicious. When you were going to school, <laughs> when you were 14 years old and you get in the bus to school and there was a Premier League footballer jogging outside the school, it was very exciting. You're a liar because you did not go to school when the Premier League existed. I did. I bloody did. <laughs> sure you're older than that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mickey Whitler used to live sort of down by the school and used to go jogging by before his way to training. Couldn't you have jogged in a park? There was a park opposite. He around 14-year-olds. He, yeah. he jogged past my school to the park. Mickey in, Whitlow, in who, unusually short shorts. <laughs> Mickey Whitlow, who played in Leeds' title-winning team of 1992, but never ever got a medal because he only played nine games, not ten. Unlucky. Yeah, it's very sad, isn't it? Um, rules is rules. Rules are rules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, Leeds. Is and, they, and again, they changed that rule. <laughs> Good. I think he's five now. Um, no, it's not many. Isn't it? Okay. Uh, uh, Leeds have scored three times, three goals, three times uh, so far already this season. Um, Jamie Vardy's got nine and seven versus promoted teams. However, Leicester have got zero away Premier League games, uh, zero away Premier League wins on a Monday in thirteen attempts. So they don't like playing away on a Monday. Um, who can see how this one's going? This one should be quite a good game, actually, shouldn't it? All those stats are confusing me, Chris. They're all contradictory. It says Leeds score a lot of goals. Leicester don't like winning on a Monday night when they play away. This will be an unprecedented win in, uh, in seven they, games. Didn't they win away from home on Monday night against Arsenal this week? Let me... Can, let me... No, it was on Sunday, Emma. Oh... Why did I think it was Monday? Because it was the it was the seven thirty game on a Sunday again. The one that yeah, doesn't really Monday. exist. It's, that's basically Monday by then. That's basically Monday. That the NFL was, started by then. That was a proper heart and mouth moment. That was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Leeds on this one. What do you two reckon? I'd yeah, rather the, Leeds win. Leeds Leeds to be the massive solid that I demanded of them last week. Yeah. Um, so I will. Um, I will show them good graces and wish only good 
things for them again. All right. Okay. Of course, Leicester are playing tonight as well, so they uh, could well be knackered on Sunday, uh, Monday. Sorry. Um, right. Okay. That brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Anyone got any other business? Uh, yeah, uh, Barcelona are playing Alaves, not Getafe. Okay. Adam? I'm still thinking about Fabian Duff. Okay. Right, we are Man of the Post as part of the At Man of the Post network, so you can get us on Instagram and Twitter at Man of the Post. You can find us on Facebook and give us a like as well. Uh, you can uh, tune in on Monday because there will be um, Chris and Simon and Ali probably here to uh, review the games that we've been previewing. Um, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes or Acast or Spotify or Stitcher, and you can subscribe on all those platforms as well. Um, and you can, once you do that, your podcast will fall automatically into your inbox. So, Adam, how do people follow you on Twitter? Uh, Adam, I say one and one. Uh, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No, but they can follow you, Chris, can't they? They can, at chichingham 77 Um... And that's it. Adam, thank you very much. No worries. Emma, thank you very much. Welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>